All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Too Many Hobbies. I'm your host, Brian Ellithorpe. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about the last two weekends of our duck season. We had our marsh zone closer, and that closes one week before our north zone closer here in Ohio. So let's get into it. Roll the show. Alright guys, well thank you for tuning in to another episode. I hope you guys are enjoying all the content that I'm putting out. Um, I'm going to plug Instagram and Facebook and YouTube everything right now instead of at the end of the episode. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's Brian Ellithorpe is my personal. Brian Ellithorpe Media and Too Many Hobbies Podcast is going to be the three places to find me in the show so that's instagram brian althorpe media on facebook and then brian althorpe media on youtube is where i'm putting all of the too many hobbies podcasts and all of my hunting fishing weightlifting all of those videos that i do so if you guys get get a moment to go check that out please do the hunting videos this year have been doing a lot better than they have in previous years so that's been pretty cool to see, and they just keep getting better. So there's only going to be a few more videos. I posted the Marsh Zone closing video tonight, and that one's doing pretty well. So there will be a North Zone closer. There's a few random duck hunts from throughout the year that I'll put up if our late goose doesn't turn out that well. But I think in the late goose season, I'm just going to kind of vlog those. And if we shoot birds, bonus. So, all right, guys. Well, let's get into the last couple weeks of our duck season here in northwest Ohio. It turned out to be mostly diver shoots that we were doing that were doing well. And... We had a bunch of birds that pushed down. We did have some mallards push in, but mallards and black ducks seem to come like right at the beginning of December in our area at least. And they just kind of hung out in the refuge. Nothing was really frozen over. So they just kind of, they kind of just bounced around locally. They didn't really move onto like the big water all that much they were moving on to like the end of the, uh, the edges of the lake but it wasn't like we were having these huge groups of birds they got really smart and uh seemed like on private land people were doing really well on mallards and black ducks but that kind of seems to be the story of every year is that at the end of the season these birds figure out where they can and can't go and uh these people with private land just end up doing really well on them and more power to them if you've got the land to do it take advantage of it can't get mad about it so seemed like at least for me I had a I had a pretty good end of our season I mean some people don't like to target divers they want to target puddle ducks and get the late season fully plumed out mallards and that's completely fine it's just not something that I am really picky about 
if there's birds somewhere, I'm going to target them. And personally, I enjoy hunting divers a lot. And especially when I can shoot them from shore, it's, uh, it's a whole lot better, I think. I do enjoy layout hunting quite a bit, but when it comes to having three or four guys, it just seems, it's a shorter hunt. If there's a lot of birds in the area, it's easier to just shoot them from shore and not have to worry about having one person shooting at a time and that person sucking at shooting. That seems to be half the people I go with just cannot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they, uh, there are days, I mean, I've had my days and shooting from a layout boat isn't the easiest thing to do, especially at divers that are moving at Mach 10. So we decided to mostly shore hunt. I took my cousin um, on his first hunt, I believe that was in December. I think it was like the last week of their regular season. And that was when we had quite a bit quite a bit of divers that moved in. And uh, so that kind of jump-started it. But um, we decided to also hunt the last week from shore. There's a bunch of divers in the bay. And I think the week before that, it had... Uh, froze up a little bit and kind of made it a little difficult to try and find birds but we did have like a little lull period there where I tried to go on the river and shoot some birds and we had one really good day on the river shooting mallards and uh, I think we shot eight or nine mallards that day maybe more I can't remember um, and that was mostly I mean that was just a really secured area I mean, it was just a secret little spot that I have on the river, and it worked out nicely for that day, and then after that, they didn't come back in. They kind of figured that one out, so after that, I just started going at divers, and so for the last weekend of our marsh zone season, <clears throat> that Thursday, I took off Thursday through Sunday, so that Thursday, I hunted upland and took Boomer and worked on some stuff with him. Then Friday, we decided to take my big bow out on the lake, and it was supposed to be like, uh, I don't know, eight mile an hour southwest wind, which for the lake is basically flat calm. And what we didn't realize until we got out there was that it was like 15 to 20 mile an hour out of the west, which was blowing directly into a spot that we were hunting. And we were kind of hoping for the southwest wind, which eventually it turned. But we ran into some boat issues. And that pretty much started <laughs> the whole weekend off as just a chaotic uh, season closer. But what happened was the way that my shifter cables work on my boat, and I'm sure on most other people's boats it's the same thing, but my cables have an anchor point so that the the cable can slide through the casing. And what happened was it got so cold, and I think that morning it was like 28 degrees or something like that. And what happened was <laughs> the bracket that was holding, it's just a clip that holds in the anchor, it cracked. And then when I went to shift, it locked up, and I mean it, 4 30 in the morning I'm not thinking about it 
and I thought that it just had kind of readjusted itself and got kind of like lodged in there, which it did. But then by me forcing it, I snapped the bracket and I didn't realize it. I just thought that it came loose. And so in a panic, we we were in reverse and it was pushing us out or, you know, we were backing out into the water, which where we were, the water was calm. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but we had three people and two dogs with six dozen decoys, blind bags, you know, guns, all that stuff. And so I jump in the back, take the cowling off. And then I had to like manually force it into drive. I knew if we got out there that we were going to shoot birds. So I just needed to get out there. And I was like, well, as long as we get out there, I can start it and drive the way that my boat's set up. I can start it and drive and then we'll still make it back fine. And so I was running out and drive. I was still, I was doing like, you know, 30 mile an hour or whatever. And we started to get close. I slowed down. And then, uh, I was like, just, just coming to almost idle. And I hit a sandbar that stopped the whole boat. And (laughs) I don't know how it happened, but somehow it shifted my boat back into reverse. So I figured, ah, we're close enough that, I'll just run it in reverse up to shore and then I'll just like push it into neutral when we get up there and I'll mess with it, whatever. And I still had my cowling off, which was my mistake, but I also needed it to be off because I needed to be able to shift it, which I didn't do in this instance because I definitely gauged wrong how far we were from shore so i'm backing up in the shore and the water splashing off my my boat has almost like an offshore transom the way i mean it's a full transom and then it drops down to like a i don't even know what to call it it's a second transom i guess and it was splashing off of the full transom and it splashed into my intake. So then I water locked the motor and by that point we're already on shore. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to leave it. We're going to hunt. And I had a buddy that had told me he was going to be hunting out there and I knew who he was hunting with had a decent sized boat. So I figured, well, I'll just let them pull me in when it comes time if I can't get my boat to start back up, thought I'd let it dry out a little bit, see what happened. And I didn't have high hopes. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I did not have high hopes for this. I just figured if it starts great, if not, I'll find a way back in. I have towboat us, the towboat us that was near us. I knew their, their boats were out of the water, but I didn't know if, they put them in for an emergency or whatever. I haven't had to use it before. I've had it for four years, never used it. And, uh, yeah, so I guess after that, we get everything set up. We have the dogs. We're hunting from shore. We set out a nice spread, and we just have birds dumping in. I mean, we have buffies, bluebills, golden eyes. It was just, we had mergs. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic hunt 
We end up shooting a three-man limit with a bonus Merg. We got the dogs to run. I think Boomer got five retrieves. Lucy got uh, nine or something like that. And then we had to grab a couple others. Um, and, I mean, like, it was just such an incredible hunt. Aside from the fact that the boat was, like, ha- I mean, like, when you own a boat and it's having issues and you're out in the water, especially on Lake Erie, it's just, like, <laughs> it's just in the back of your mind the whole hunt. Like, I just really want to make it back in, and that doesn't always go as planned. And it didn't. We shot our 19 birds. We're sitting there, and I had texted my buddy, and... The boat that he came out on, he was, they went the opposite way that I thought that they were going to go, and they ran out of oil on the way out. So, eventually they ended up coming and helping me, but then I'm stuck there, and I call Towboat US, the boat's out of the water, so they call the Coast Guard, and the Coast Guard then... <laughs> Is, I mean, it would have been way easier and faster for the Coast Guard to just come pull us in, just where they're located. But, I don't know, then you kind of feel like you're causing a scene with this huge Coast Guard boat coming out to help you. And I know that's what they're there for, they're there to help, but I don't know. I just didn't, my buddies ended up coming, pulling us out. And, uh, Adam, Nick, thank you if you listen to this. And... It was, it was slow. I mean, like, we had to idle on the way in, and uh, I think we didn't, I mean, we were done shooting birds at, like, 10.15, and I think I finally got home at, like, 3.15. So, it was a pretty long ordeal, and, uh, I mean, it was worth it, obviously. It was a great hunt. Dogs worked well, and... It's hard to complain about that. The only thing I regret is I was so caught up with the boat and thinking that, oh, this is just going to be a... I didn't think it was going to be shit, but I didn't think it was going to be great. And uh, I didn't film it. I didn't do nothing. It would have been a great hunt to film. And I just didn't do it. But, you know, film them all. And I feel like half the time when I film it, turns out to be a terrible hunt. And then the days that I decide I'm not going to film I wish I would have filmed it so luckily we ended up you know everybody got we all got back safe and everything so that was that was fine and then uh we decided we hunted the same place again for the last day of the Marshstone which is the video that I uploaded on YouTube and I'm glad I filmed that one it was just myself and Jeff and uh we took my 14 foot boat out with the 20 horse on it it's a deep v it works really well on the lake and uh same thing we had a west southwest wind i think that day was at like 10 miles an hour which for some reason the spot that i hunt on a southwest wind has just been unbelievable this year i've hunted it like seven times and each time we've shot if we haven't shot a lot of birds, we've at least limited out on bluebills, which is perfectly fine. Down with shooting the limit of bluebills. Love shooting bluebills, especially from shore. And it was just, <laughs> it was a, it was a sweet hunt. For our last hunt 
of our Marstone season, it was just we've been trying to target these Drake Golden Eyes all of December. Since we started seeing them in November, I've been wanting to shoot Drake Golden Eyes. See them flying. They don't die. I just have a, a vendetta against these things. And finally, we got like three or four groups of all Drakes to work in. I think we shot seven. We lost one. And we didn't shoot any, any hang golden eyes. The first bird that we shot, we thought was a bluebill that came in two or three minutes after shooting time. Turns out to be a stud ringneck, which that was a cool that was a cool bird. And I think we shot two more, two more bluebills or three bluebills, and a buffy. Which you always gotta shoot a buffy, especially where we were. There's just been buffies there all year so that was i mean that that hunt made it worth going back out to that spot unfortunately it got really windy and i got kind of nervous with a 14 foot boat so we were gonna we shot we ended up shooting 10 birds we lost two which would have been our 12 and uh we were trying to stick around to shoot some mergs because they were flying around that ended up I'm not going to sit there and risk something happening to us get, making it back in again for the second hunt in a row. And uh, just to shoot mergs, because why? <laughs> I love shooting mergs, but I'm not, I mean, if they're there, I'm going to shoot, shoot them, no questions asked. But I'm not going to stick out a hunt that we've just shot six beautiful, I mean, all wall-worthy Drake Golden Eyes, just to maybe shoot a common Merg Drake, which we saw some good ones flying in, flying around, but um, I'm not going to sit up there <laughs> and waste it away trying to shoot one of those. So That hunt turned out to be probably one of the cooler hunts in the later season, just because, I mean, we went through such a stale period there at the, like, beginning to middle of December where like I mean I targeted geese house targeting I mean we ended up I tried to get some some mallards on the river and I think I did two river hunts in a row and shot one mallard each and then this following weekend I did two goose hunts didn't shoot any well the one the one trip we shot at them and we hit geese, but they had like, they had to have had like a half inch of fat on them. There's feathers everywhere. You know, you just can't body shoot these guys this late in the season with twos, even if they're heavy metal long range. Apparently that doesn't work. So it was just like all of these hunts in a row. I'd have two or three hunts where I didn't really shoot, maybe shoot a bird maybe two and then I'd have a good hunt like I went like three hunts and then I shot 10 mallards then I went three more hunts and then or four more hunts maybe I don't even remember and then I would shoot then we shot those divers then I had another hunt and then it was the last day of the north zone so it was like it was just like all of these it was very 
slow. <laughs> I guess this is the best way to say it. It just got slow. There was birds around, don't get me wrong, but it was just like, it was just hard to target them. It was hard to find good birds. I tried to hunt the last weekend in Michigan, and um, my cousin and I are able to hunt, like, I don't know how many, probably a thousand or so acres up in Michigan. He knows a bunch of farmers, and uh, that's going to be really clutch for next year. And even later into this, like, late goose season, if we can try and, or if we can pattern them up there, but... um. That, that hunt just didn't pan out. We saw geese, but they were flying to another area, probably to a loaf somewhere with open water, and we just weren't in that path. So that didn't work out. There was just a lot of hunts that just didn't work out that we just kind of hail married at, trying to find some birds, knowing that, like, that there was birds in the area, hoping to traffic birds. That didn't work. So it was really those two diver hunts that really panned out well. Um, if you guys watch the video, there's a picture of the Friday hunt with the boat issue. And then the video is of the last day of our marsh zone. And then I ended up going, I wasn't going to hunt the last day of the North zone. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I, I had a good, uh, duck hunt to end on. And, uh, I just wasn't too concerned about trying to go chase these birds. I mean, the whole river had iced up. So it was like, really, unless you were hunting areas where there was rapids, you didn't have any open water. And it was just like, I, I don't know. I, I was, I was unmotivated to go hunt super early in the morning with freezing water just to maybe shoot a couple birds and my buddy convinced me to go um and I'm glad I did I mean it always feels weird not hunting the last day of the season and I was just kind of in this like do I go do I not internal uh you know dilemma with myself and you know, I was just kind of like, well, if I, if something comes up, I'll go. If not, I'm just going to plan on, actually, I was going to re record the podcast, this podcast, um, just about our Marshstone closer the next morning if I hadn't gone. But then he convinced me to go. Um, there was definitely birds in the area. There's a bunch of geese that we should have had shots at, but a couple guys had shown up pretty much right at shooting time after we were completely set up for like two hours and the geese that came in the the one they shot them at like a hundred yards um that was incredible love seeing that and obviously didn't hit anything but yeah that was fun but then we had we had one really nice drake mallard that um yeah he worked us really good we had a pretty we had a pretty nice looking spread. I mean, it looked pretty natural. We had some really good cover. So the one mallard, I think that was worth it just to go be there for the last day of the the season, shoot a bird, a nice drake mallard, and then just be able to call it quits from there. You know, 
it's always nice just being able to kind of close it out. And it seems like every closing day that I hunt, it's just like a sign that I shouldn't have went out. Um, the marsh zone closer was really like the first year that I've gone on a, on the end of the year at the end of the season and actually like done really well. There's days that I've, I mean, I've had closers that I've gone and like done pretty well, you know, shot five or six birds, but like to go out with two people, shoot 12 birds, even though we lost the two, I, know, I had a really weird feeling that day that somebody was watching us. Um, and like, I mean, some people would say, you know, we lost the two, so they don't really count. I don't know. However that works in each state. I always feel weird about that. Um, I try to follow the rules as best that I can. And I just had this really weird feeling somebody was watching us. So when we shot the 12, I just kind of made the decision to just leave. <laughs> like, I don't know. We, we had picked up our last bird that we found. And I was just like, you know what? Wind's starting to pick up. Let's just get a picture with these birds. We were losing. We had decoys that were floating away with the current and stuff. So it was just like uh, kind of turned chaotic. But then on our way back in, we saw somebody in the federal land driving around. So I have no idea if they were like actually watching us or not. But it was just like this weird, eerie feeling like somebody was was watching us and I know there was a group right next to us um in the video you can hear him shoot at a golden eye that passes through our decoys but um and then there's another guy that was a little further down I don't even I don't know how he would have even made it back in I'm pretty sure he had a smaller boat than we did and uh that was interesting but yeah it was just weird and then the guy that was hunting to our right after we shot our last bird and we're like starting to pick up walks down I mean, it wasn't a short walk. It was probably 350, 400 yards. And it's not like it's just like a beach. Like, <laughs> it's rocky. Like, you got to walk through it. It just kind of seemed like a pain in the ass to walk down just to ask us how long we were going to stay out. I just thought that was kind of weird. But I don't know if you ended up moving to the spot that we were at after we left. Was probably would have been, I mean, they had probably four dozen decoys out. And where they were at, they couldn't walk out and grab them. They had to get them with the boat. So I can't imagine that they would have went over where we did when we were done. But you never know. Some people drive that far, and they're going to move if they need to to shoot birds. More power to you. I've done it before, but it just doesn't seem like – I mean, it was like 1130 by the time that we were done, so – whatever if he did cool if not good luck to you hopefully you shot your birds we saw him shoot quite a few birds so we know that they did pretty well but yeah so i guess that's that's the recap of the closing weekends here in ohio i'm kind of in a unique place where i don't have to drive very far to hit both zones so there's really only during the season there's only five days during the week that I can't hunt, which is fine. So I just, I'm working anyway. So not that big of a deal, but at the end of the season there, I had like, I don't want to say I had six or seven vacation days and I was only working 
three days a week, sometimes two days a week. And then I was hunting the rest of them, whether it was upland or waterfowl. And had had quite the end of the season there where I'd, uh, I'd hunted way more than I was working, which is a pretty good ratio for anybody that's into hunting. You really don't want to be working when you can hunt. So that was nice. It was cool to kind of end out end the season with a bang literally and figuratively and uh yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed the recap um check out the video that i just posted and actually the last the north zone closer there will be a video of that um i just I kind of vlogged it as opposed to making it like a hunting video um basically like i mean just to put another video out but also just to show like it's just not not every day that you hunt a banger and I've had I mean I've put up plenty of videos where we've just shot a few birds and uh as long as I have good footage I don't mind making the video but really anything under like a five minute video it's not terribly worth my time to make it plus I don't do a lot of vlogging and uh maybe I'll start doing that in the goose season just to see how uh how that works how everybody reacts to those videos but yeah i'm gonna wrap this up i appreciate everybody listening um check out the youtube videos make sure you guys uh leave a review on apple podcasts or Wherever you get your podcasts, it'll help out the show. Hopefully, I can reach some more people putting out more podcasts. And uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode.